May the words of my mouth and our... And the, <laughs> that's the second time I've done this in this pulpit. What is <laughs> in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs> so the first lesson of ordination is that you can screw up and it will be okay. So that reading from the Acts of the Apostles where we have the calling of the first deacons, those seven men chosen for their wisdom and faithfulness, is a little bit disturbing, right? The 12 apostles say that they don't have time to wait on tables because that would mean that they were neglecting the work of God. <laughs> a little bit awkward, a little bit telling, a little bit something that maybe some of our deacons in our diocese listen to and say, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> the deacons appear to be something like the gig economy of the first century ecclesia, because there was a sense among some that hospitality and caring alike for friend and stranger and widow and orphan is not, quote, the work of God. <laughs> that idea that there are disagreements about what our priorities should be as a church and disagreements about what qualifies as the work of God and the business of the church are pretty familiar <laughs> to all of us today. What do we perceive that we do not have time for in the church? And who do we turn to when we have work that needs to be done and that we honestly don't want to do? Deacons are not called to be the catch-all. You deacons are not called to be the people who do the things that are beneath the attention of those other grand apostles. But there are things that we do not have time for. As our staff listened to the um, sermon at my consecration by the Reverend Winnie Varghese, she said, you know, we no longer have time to have the same proxy battles and disagreements about things that don't really matter in the church. And we never really did have time, but we really don't have time now. We don't have time to argue over status or cling to the way things have always been. People are dying in our streets, in our schools, in our hospitals, in our supermarkets. Many of our churches are declining, not because there is no need for the gospel or because the people outside of our churches are uninterested in Jesus or spiritual matters, because we have for so many generations failed to offer hospitality to all and to preach a gospel of love that we've lost the status that we might have had. So we don't have time to do those kinds of arguments anymore. And we don't have time to say that waiting on tables is not the work of God but we do have time for kindness, 
We do have time for the gospel. We do have time for love. We do have time for the work of caring for the hungry and the lost. We do have time for repentance. We do have time for forgiveness. We do have time for absolution. And the ordained life to which each of the seven of you are being now called does have a lot about time management in it. <laughs> there are going to be many choices made about the balance of family and job and vocation as an ordained person. We are called, all of us in ordained life, to be faithful to each of our vocations, not neglecting any of them. We are called to be wise about how we use our time. One of the things that I was taught in a, some sort of seminar, I don't remember who said it to me, but it was what you pay attention to will grow. And so what we pay attention to as Christians generally, but also particularly for those who are ordained today, is what is going to grow. And you are being ordained into a world that will pull you in many ways and in many places that it would be worthy to spend your time. <laughs> there is always more to be done. But so what will you pay attention to? What is it that God is calling you to dedicate your attention to that it might grow? There have never been deacons who served in an easy time or in a time when there was nothing worthy of your attention. But there are plenty of things today that are worthy of your love and care and of your presence as the face of the gospel and love. As I will pray with you today or instruct you, I will say at all times, your life and teaching are to show Christ's people that in serving the helpless, they are serving Christ. You are called as servants for Christ's people, but also to be serving Christ. And in a world where there seems to be a lack of hope and a lack of faith, you are called to be a face of hope. That is something that needs attention. If we pay attention to our hope, and by hope I mean every definition of hope, hope in our ultimate salvation, hope in the promises of God, hope that we actually can change our world into such a way that it would be the kingdom of God as it is on heaven. If we pay attention to hope, that will grow. And the church does grow. The reason the 12 apostles are so overwhelmed that they feel like they need waitstaff is because of Pentecost. Thousands of people were baptized after Pentecost and are now following Jesus. Exponential growth is the norm of the gospel. And so is persecution. Stephen, the deacon, is the first Christian martyr. It's kind of interesting that it isn't the guys who are busy doing the work of God who get martyred first. It's the person waiting on tables, the person doing the hands-on ministry on the front line. Those are the deacons. 
So how will you spend your time as a deacon? And the consideration of the proper use of time brings us to the gospel, where we have these servants who are waiting for their master. And it is interesting that in this gospel, the faithful servants are the ones who appear to be wasting their time, right? (laughs) The faithful servants do not frantically make up busy work because the master's not there yet. The faithful servants don't give up and go to bed because the work is just too hard and too boring and it's taken too long. The faithful servants don't pretend to be the master themselves and just fill the void. They wait. Waiting can be holy. They wait with purpose, with faith, with hope, as witness that we are not always called to be busy. Sometimes we are called to be still. And because they have waited, when the master comes home, they celebrate. And instead of going to bed, then the master is the one who serves the servants. Because Jesus has time for us. And if there is anything I want you to take away from today, it is that. That Jesus has time for you. Jesus loves you and will make time for you so that you are not alone. And when you are faced with all of the challenges of the world and all these competing desires where you feel like your attention will be called in a thousand directions, Jesus will be with you and help you find the right path forward that is faithful for you. God's time is infinite. Ours is not. But God's time is infinite and is as infinite as God's love for you. So as you stand up today to be called to be deacons, or to be ordained as deacons, I know that as your bishop, I am looking forward to how you spend your time, and that I will give you my time in service of the gospel. Amen.